Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. I am not a very good cook, but one of my hidden talents is making bomb smoothies. Like, all the smoothies. I honed this skill serving up smoothies and wheatgrass juice in high school. And I also made hoagies and yogis. I took up lifeguarding during the summer starting at 16, balancing homework and jobs. I've honestly liked working. I perfected smoothies, damn it. But right now, I'm on fun employment. That's a term that makes you feel better about the very real fact that you're unemployed in the San Francisco Bay Area, and it helps you push down panic when you drive by our rapidly expanding unhomed community. So far, I think there's four phases of this experience. Phase one, confusion and depression. Second phase, doing personally productive and satisfying tasks. Third, self-discovery. And finally, exploration, getting out there and finding your next thing. Annie and I are both part of large layoffs, so we have a lot of comrades in the same boat. Today, we get to talk to two friends about their right now experiences being unemployed and looking for work. They're opening their brains and hearts to give us a peek into the four phases. Also, if you happen to be unemployed, not by choice, I recommend watching The Office because it's guaranteed to make you feel better. Phase one, confusion. Abby, <laughs> tell me no Ew. <laughs> about your unemployment journey. Oh, okay. So I became unemployed six months ago now. Six. Which is kind of crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's like a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So there's was definitely some trauma involved yes. in that situation. So I have been on an emotional journey of healing and self-reflection and it's been okay if I have six months it's been like four months of good one month of real shit and then I'm now I would say my six month is like I'm actually ready to get a job and I'm looking yeah and I also need a job right (laughs) for anybody listening (laughs) correct (laughs) yeah no I, I definitely get the trauma thing like well, from a couple different perspectives, especially now, I was fully traumatized by your unemployment. Yes. Both your pre-unemployment and then also your unemployment. Yes. It's a big old bundle of contradictory feelings, right? It's like sadness and disappointment, but then also relief right. and feeling good that I avoided an even worse situation. Right. Moving so. and then losing your job. Yeah. And working for a company and or individuals that I don't believe in or agree with or trust or any of those things. Right. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways, unemployment with severance, that is key to this whole thing. Yes. 
is freaking awesome. I mean, it's an amazing opportunity to be able to like reflect on yourself and your life and what you want to do with yourself and your life Life, and what do you like and not like and spending time with your pets and your family and I just feel like there's no other time in life that you kind of get that opportunity and I know a lot of people don't get that opportunity yeah um so I feel really lucky that I have gotten it so that's good I hope that you will be able to enjoy it yeah so I I was laid off last week so that is odd like it, it's very fresh so it still feels very weird yeah I feel relieved but like sad because I was at I was at my job my company for five and a half years that is a really long time the part that feels so weird is just like the routine of it not being there like not seeing those people that I've seen almost every day for the past five and a half years like now I'm not seeing them every day like that's super bizarre it's also really awkward feeling like their life goes on as normal like they're going into the office and having those conversations and everything is normal for them. You're just not there. Right. Which is really disconcerting. I feel like. Yeah. Also, I've never been like unemployed before. So like, I kind of don't know what to do with myself. Like, you know, we kind of talked about, I have this big list of things that I want to get done and I, but I've had this running mental list for quite some time. And it was funny because I was just like, Oh, well, I don't have time to get to that right now. I'll get to it later. Now I have all the time in the world. And I feel like I don't know where to start. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel overwhelmed by the options in front of me. Yeah. Therefore, I've been spending a lot of time laying on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking. Yeah. Part of it is, I don't know. It's a little bit of like just turning inside and being like, what do I want to do? Right. Like every day I'll make a list of things that I feel like I need or want to do. Yeah. And then I literally ask myself, like, what would make you happiest right now to do? And it very well may be like the dishes, like the, the dishes will satisfy me. I want to do that, right. you know, but I've, you know, in, in your normal day to day life, you d- don't have the option to be like, what do I want to do? At least right. I didn't. No, I, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I don't feel like I did either. So that's kind of nice to be like, what on this list is going to be most satisfying to me? Well, will bl- bring me pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to start with the list making. So I then can like check things off and feel like I've accomplished something. Because right now I'm even just totally weirded out by like not having a, a self-imposed bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing weird things that I do not normally do, like going to bed at 8 p.m. and or staying up until 4 a.m. Totally. Like, weird stuff. Like I need to get back into some semblance of a routine soon you'll get there yeah yeah I don't yeah that's the thing is I I don't even know if I want to continue on in the career that I previously held or if I want to do something totally different I like I just have no idea Mm -hmm. it feels very weird so listeners if you have jobs for Abby and I in the greater bay area or something we can do remotely um (laughs) let us know Email abbynormalpodcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Good luck. God bless. I, yeah, I don't know what I want to do. Like, do I want to go back and work in the legal field again? Do I want to 
work with animals. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like ideally my job would be the job that Ron Swanson gets at the very, very end of Parks and Recreation where he literally just gets to like walk around a national park all the time. I bet you could do that. It's really, really hard to get a job at the Park Service if you're not a veteran or work elsewhere in an interior. So. Mm-hmm. And like Trump is shutting all of that down anyways, right? Right. Also, I don't know if I want to work for the government under this current administration. So I know. I was... Even though interior is still like the most badass department, they're constantly like taking digs at him still. <laughs> okay. Well, continue being introspective and tell us how you feel a week from now so we can be on this journey with you. Amy is a badass designer and merchandiser. She always has rad pins on her jean jacket, and she's got these great bangs that no one else can pull off. She also has a husband and two kids, and she was at her last company for a long, long time. So she's attempting to jump right into her next move. But she and I have lived in phase one together for a while. How's yours going? Oh my gosh. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that I've just had a lot of things going on emotionally, like just everything that happened. Plus, I just turned 40. Plus, my kid just went to middle school. I don't want to do what I've been doing. I don't feel I don't feel like I'm good at anything. Like it's this whole big, huge ball of wax, you know? So I've just been feeling real shit. And then probably, mon- honestly, Monday this week, I was like, I don't know. It was like the skies parted. And it was just like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Get a job. Don't get a job. Whatever. It'll work out. So just the thing I know for sure is HR. I'm never doing that again. So, like, the thing I did today was totally scrub my resume of all HR speak. And I'm just letting the other traits raise to the top as far as, like, I can facilitate conversations. I can facilitate training. I am able to bring people together and make them feel like they're a part of things. Like, trying to bring those skills out of my resume. Um, And then... There's like a certificate in higher education, like student services. And I think I'm going to go through that because I already have, I have a master's in public administration. So like government nonprofit work. So anyways, those are the things I figured out in the past two days. (laughs) I can totally relate. Girl, I mean, I've just like like, week to week. Yeah, One week I'm feeling really good about things. It's a and roller another coaster. week I'm like, nobody's going to hire me. Like, I don't yeah. have any, what skills do I have? Yeah. Do I have the right skills? Mm-hmm. Like, And just wanting to just peace out of basically society. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't really want to work. And I definitely don't want to work in a corporate environment. Mm-hmm. And I cannot bullshit the words out of my mouth for one more second of my life. Yep. Yeah. None of it. I know I'm struggling with exactly the same <laughs> thing and I don't really know what to do. I'm a little paralyzed. So I have a friend who's a coach and she's started this like five day free challenge called Unstuck Yourself. 
And that just started on Monday. So I think that's a little bit jump-started me to take any action to like claw myself out of the funk that I've been in. I don't know that it's going to give me the answer of here's the thing to do with your life. Right. But hopefully it'll help me feel a little bit better enough to just like move forward. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's exactly how I'm feeling. On this challenge thing I'm trying to do this week she was talking about um that basically we have like a fight or flight response to things like this in our lives things that just there's a lot of emotions attached to it right the flight is the being busy 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 and like doing all of those things like you were talking about or freeze which is just basically watching Netflix and doing shit that's totally unrelated and not that just like numbs you out and forgets about it so I guess my point is, is that all of these behaviors are normal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also realized, I was like, oh, I'm getting my period. We're coming up on the fifth anniversary of my father's death. Yeah. It's just a lot of a lot, things. A lot of and things. then there was like stuff around that friend that I was talking about mm-hmm. that like recently happened. There's just a lot of okay things. Fairly emotional and hormonal things mm-hmm. that I was like mm-hmm. contributing to it a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Being a woman is hard. Being a woman is hard. Agreed. We have a lot of feelings. I know. Do men get as self-reflective about all this stuff? I highly doubt it. <laughs> Josh definitely can. He's a little bit more in touch with his emotions than a lot of men. I don't think mine does. He has like no idea what is happening with me right now. No? no I mean, I've shared with him okay. some of it but i just don't think he gets it yeah he's just like okay so when are you gonna get a job again can you like get on that pretty quick phase two productivity at least i feel like i've been productive yeah. like i'm doing so much stuff around my house mm-hmm. and yeah i coached soccer yeah. and been reading a lot yeah what i can't figure out is why i'm not getting more exercise dude i'm very confused by it i know i for me that was a huge like reality check because i always thought i didn't work out because i didn't have time yes and now i have like all of the time and still not working out so that's it's me it's not the time like i go to hip line in oakland oh no no I do not have that kind not, of coordination. No, it's no. a real struggle for me. I can <laughs> so play I all kinds of team sports, but I can't dance no, d- to no, actual like no dancing. No, with actual like steps and beats and. So I did pick that up. So I'm doing that once a week, and then someday I might get on the Peloton. <laughs> I know we have a stationary bike at home too, and I don't know why I haven't been on it. I don't know. I can't help you with that. I think it's all these projects like that somehow feel selfish or something like I'm not doing something productive. Oh my which gosh. Which is ridiculous. I know. I mean, well, now we're getting into like how f***ed up the female mother wife psyche is mm. that we can't do anything for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> this is something my my therapist is challenging me on. <sighs> I mean, that's part of like not knowing what I want to do is just like I, at this very moment, like I don't know who I am. I feel like I've been so focused on my family and raising my small child and just kind of making it in my career, you know, that I'm like, who, who, I don't know who I am. (laughs) Yeah. 
100%. (laughs) Well, and it's given me all this time to examine, like, the relationships in my life. and, And which ones are truly important to me and which ones I should maybe let go of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So you're like, for sure, getting divorced, right? No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no. No, this time off has been amazing for our family. Yeah. So much less stress and yelling and just so much more quality time. The kids will come home earlier, so there's more just like... Hanging out in the living room, right. listening to music, and maybe reading books or talking to each other. And it's wonderful. Yeah, it's awesome. It's precious. <laughs> and that's one of those things that I think about, like, is there some kind of, like, part-time job? Yes. That I could do that isn't half my salary. Correct. Yes. Phase three, discovery. I also feel like I'm going to go ahead and take some like online quizzes, like of the BuzzFeed variety to tell me what my career should be. Yes. You know, the one that's like, pick your favorite color. Which of these cats do you prefer? (laughs) Right. What drink would you like right now? Mai Tai. What's your favorite season? You should be a, and then it gives you your dream career. That's probably not it for me, but I feel like it also needs to ask, like, how many children do you have and how much student loan debt are you in? I've been working with the outplacement services. Like, oh, you have? And okay. I was like, well, it's free for two months. Probably need to dig in a little deeper to everything they have to offer. But I've done a bunch of their like webinars for like LinkedIn and okay. resumes. And then you get like a resume consultant. And did you get that service? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I just haven't done anything you with can, it. Yeah. You can still do it. <laughs> It's I don't been... know. I guess it's because I don't know what I want to do. So I'm like, are they going to be able to help me figure oh out God. what to do with my no, life? No, they okay. are not. Okay. I assumed no. My my coach <laughs> knows zero about retail. Right. Exactly. And I was like, this is not helpful. No. I've been working with... Good. Good. Yes. Mm-hmm. And are you gaining some clarity? Yes. I don't feel like he's going to help me like figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Mm-hmm. Although I kind of, I want to tell him like with our last session that I would like to talk more about that, but he's, he's really helping me like hone in on like what's important to me, what mm-hmm. I want, like what my offer is, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who I am as a brand kind of Okay. Thing, okay. Which has been helpful. Who but... are you as a brand? <laughs> And this is where I think he's been helpful in terms of, like, crafting a statement around what I was doing and what I have to offer. But, yes, Mm -hmm. I'm really kind of struggling with, like, what do I want to do? Like, I applied for a job at... Oh, uh uh-huh. ...that I was excited about and then got the, like, form. Yeah. We're not not interested. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what do you mean I'm not a good fit? My resume was the job description. Yeah. For a little while, it got me excited about store design and and store experience Mm -hmm, again. mm -hmm. But then when I got the email, I was like, eh, maybe I don't want to do this corporate thing anymore. But then I don't know what 
Yeah, that, but then so. what, what to do? Yeah. yeah. Applying for that job got me to update my portfolio, okay. which was good. I spent a lot of time on that. Oh, like what's in your portfolio? Just all these like photos of stores. I want to see. That's cool. And then I told myself that this week I was going to do my website portfolio. Okay. And I've gotten real stuck on I can't even pick a template. <laughs> I think I just don't want to do this at all is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Um, when I talked to my therapist about it, uh-huh. she's always like, forget about like retail. She's like made me write this list of okay. like the qualities of a company or job I want. Supportive, collaborative, like strong team, purpose driven, uh-huh. all of that. But then I struggle sometimes with how does that fit into my 20 years of experience yeah, and how right. do I make that all fit together. And so now I'm also starting to just set up like lunches and drinks. Good, good, with good. people who work at different companies just to like start to talk about what their companies look like, mm-hmm. what jobs am I looking for? Because, you know, everybody talks about it differently. I know. And it's real hard to just do like a keyword search kind of thing because everybody names it something different. Right. Where I'm stuck is I don't know what to tell them what I'm looking for. I know, exactly. You can't do anything until you can say that, right? Yes. Let's just do like party planning company. I mean, why not give it a try right now? Why? What else do we have to do? I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. Because I think about that as I made another unicorn cake. And Bridget told me there was some like cake making certificate on the like... California website. I love doing stuff with my hands and creating. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things I liked most about my job. Even though it was exhausting and could be really stressful, being at the store and making it all happen was really satisfying. Mm -hmm. And I'm finding like, as I do all these projects around my house and like, getting my yard into shape like planting all these new things before it starts raining and it's just very satisfying yeah i was like how do i make a living out of this right i thought by now i'd know what i want to be or have a little bit more clarity about what i wanted to do next yeah it's almost like it got worse maybe it's like a it has to get worse before it gets better kind of thing (laughs) Monday and Tuesday, I just had, like, absolute ADD. Like, I couldn't focus on yeah. anything. And yeah. I would, like, stop doing something in the middle and then start something else. And then yeah. feel all panicked because what am I supposed to be doing? And <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Yeah. My therapist was like, why are you trying to do all of these things? Right. <laughs> She's like, okay, you're reaching out to people and you're working on your website. Like, that seems like enough for this week. Right, and I was like, right. But is it? I feel like we need to do some group therapy. Yeah. Maybe it just is happy hour. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's the group therapy. Bridget has been in marketing for a long time as well. She's passionate about fairness and inclusion. And in our conversation, she's all about phase three, self-discovery. I went to a seminar in L.A., 
and it was a four day seminar. This thing was like 11 hours a day. It was very intense. Whoa. And it was something that was a recommendation. And he basically said, you're going to understand kind of the concepts that they bring forth in the seminar. But what you want to do is you want it to be experiential. So don't try and get on top of it and try and figure it out Mm -hmm. because I have a tendency to do that. Just let yourself like let the process move through you. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome. It gave you the fundamentals of looking at your basic self, right? And kind of breaking that down. What I did not understand was the degree to which my basic self leads my entire life and a lot of my decision making and Mm -hmm. my processes. So um, really kind of getting in touch with little bridge, if you will. And um, making sure that I'm taking care of my basic needs will ultimately and and is kind of helping me to kind of lead that process to what I really want to do with this next step in my life and my mm-hmm. journey, mm-hmm. if you will. It's really fun at 44, uh, trying to figure out what you want to do when you grow up. But <laughs> I, I just kind of feel like I've been, I don't know. I, uh, I have fallen into most of my professional positions yeah. thus far. And I, I know that reeks of white privilege to say <laughs> that, to say comments like that. Um, and it's true. But uh, it's the fact, and I, I haven't really ever had the opportunity or taken that opportunity to either push back, you know, somebody that I respected or looked up to would say, you know, hey, there is this great job opportunity. It's going to look great on your resume. You should go work for this company. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, hey, you would be really good at this, not ever taking into consideration whether it was something that I had a passion for or something that I actually wanted to do. And so I've started to realize how many shoulds I have been allowing myself to be led by in my life instead of taking the reins and saying, Mm -hmm. I know that I should be getting that responsible job or that job that's going to pay a certain amount of money or have these accolades or this job title. But do those things actually make me happy at the end of the day? Right. What imprint am I leaving? And it's my focus is starting to shift because I don't know if I will actually have kids, Mm -hmm. but I would like to leave the world a little better than I found it. Mm -hmm. And I would like to give back. And I think we all have gifts. So I'm just trying to figure out what, what mine is and how I can present that gift to the world. Yeah. So what was like your number one aha, the thing you wanted to take with you? trying to uncover what it is that I feel makes me approachable and therefore allows other people to gain trust um, is my ability to be or my willingness to Mm -hmm. be vulnerable. 
I choose to look at most relationships or even meetings when I meet people with an open heart and an open mind. And you have to prove me wrong. And I have definitely been hurt by that. But I think that I've also had an opportunity to meet people and expose myself to different types of people that I wouldn't have otherwise been able to because maybe they didn't come to me with or or meet me with that same sentiment initially. Yeah. But it's it's something that I think you can quickly establish trust if you're willing to put yourself out there first. Mm-hmm. Like one of the big reasons why I want to move out of the corporate space is this whole idea of needing to have like a strategic viewpoint of your relationships at work. You know, a lot of wise people have given me advice about basically always be thinking about how you can use someone. (laughs) Like both use them for their knowledge to teach you things and get you somewhere in your career as well as use them to advance whatever it is that you're doing in your role. And I totally understand the value of that viewpoint but I also feel like it's completely contrary to how I want to operate in the world and how what is satisfying to me as a human being (laughs) and I don't want to do it like I would rather go in with like the need to really know someone without having an agenda I agree with that so in this training or or seminar that I went to uh, we played a game based on two groups being separated into different rooms. And each group had to vote on a color, black or red. Each time you voted, if one group voted black and the other group voted black, the first time you would each get three points. But the next time, if one group voted red and the other group voted black, then one group would move ahead. So it was a really, it was a strategic game, right? Right. And we did have somebody in the room who quickly figured out, hey, I think what's happening here is if we all continue to vote the same way, then we will get the most number of points. And the way to do that was you had to trust the other team that you were both going to vote black each time, Uh regardless of whether red could get you more points one time, because it would then counter the other team and they would lose points. Right. But if you started doing that, then there was no way that you were going to ultimately get to the most number of points. Now, what a lot of people didn't realize, was it the greatest number of points total or greatest number of points for each team? Ah, right, right. And so people were, they started arguing and yeah. they were like, hey, look, that's not how it is in life. I, I work in corporate and I don't even get a seat at the table half the time. But if I do, I better get my my voice in there. You know, I better get my opinion out there or else guess what? Somebody is is at my heels nipping, waiting to, you know, have that next spot. So at, at that point, I had a little aha and I said, okay, imagine a world where everybody can win, where you don't have to have a loser in order to have a winner. You know, looking at it in, in a real life situation, it was something at that moment that I kind of thought, wow, 
is this something like, could we create a movement in corporate, you know, going in and, and showing teams how to talk to each other and how to communicate and how to trust each other and be vulnerable Mm -hmm. and know that if you do those things, if you have these basic principles in place and you trust each other and you do the right thing and everybody's doing the right thing and they're, they're doing the honorable thing. And sometimes that's the hard thing, but everybody's going to win. And then you start to create an environment where people are helping each other out, not because it's my job or it's not my job, but because it's the right thing to do, you know, and that's when you start to create a sense of community. And that's where, you know, in my fun employment time, I've been looking at endless TED Talks and Uh things online that it's so blatantly obvious that there really is a right way to do things. And it's easy and it actually feels good. Yeah, totally. I think that good can breed good. Yeah. (laughs) Now, whether whether or not, you know, like my question is, where do you find those companies that that are looking to do that? I know they're out there. And and that really value that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't just like give it lip service, Mm -hmm. which I see and hear a lot of lip service. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Emerging from her journey of self-discovery, Bridget is heading into phase four. She's getting out there and exploring the organizations and roles that meet her needs, where she can share her gifts. Amy is pretty close to that. In her phase four, she's looking at which companies will not work for her. And I would put this in a subcategory called reflective disgust. Amy and I are going to dip our toes into disgust, and it starts with a specific character on The Good Place, who is giving Amy post-employment anxiety. His name is Brent. But yeah, I'm having a really difficult time with this character and this plot line. Making me sort of depressed. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's not fun. It's too real. And that's part of what I'm struggling with with the job hunt. Is like you really have to like deal with those behaviors head on. Mm -hmm. And then it also just makes me think of like how terrible capitalism and corporate America can be. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's also a perfect example of that. And yeah. I just, and just this greed and entitlement. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and what gets rewarded and yes. what does not get rewarded. <laughs> yes. And it's yeah. where I'm like, nope, I don't want to go back to work. Cause I don't want to be confronted with this stuff all the time. No. Anymore. Like there was some toxic stuff and I know it's, a lot of places and that's where I'm like I don't know I don't want to do this I went through four interviews at the- there's one woman on the whole leadership team it's all white men it's all white men on the board of directors oh and I just also don't have any filter anymore like <laughs> like literally in the interview I was just like so what's up with all these white dudes. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. I love it. And I was just like, what kind of negative repercussions are is your company facing right now because you have not diversified your leadership team? I just don't don't have the patience for the bullshit anymore. No. And if we feel like we have the time to wait around for the right thing, like you have to ask these questions so that you don't end up in an environment that just brings you down. So I'm really proud of you for <laughs> for doing that. <laughs> I am also proud of you. 
It's out there. The right thing's out there for both of us. Yeah. Just have to keep no, at it. No idea what it might be, though. I mean, and when it comes down to it, it's just a job. It's true. You can suck it up and you can stay at that job or you can quit your job. It's it's the people who don't feel like that that make it hard, that take it so seriously. Right. That's where, yeah, I just want something that, like, I care about. Yeah. And that makes <laughs> me feel good. Yeah. To do what I do. Yeah. And, like, other humans maybe appreciate the things that I do. That would be nice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this is where... Not um, even everyone has yeah. to appreciate it. Just, like, well, a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> it really comes down to... And it doesn't even have to be that somebody's, like, mentoring me or developing me, but just that I feel supported, that I feel like somebody has my back so that when there's a problem or if I make a mistake or something's hard, that I'm not worried about them holding that against me. Right. And that I know that they'll support me and just be like, do what you got to do. I got you. Yep. I think that they're few and far between, actually. I know. That shouldn't even be that hard. It shouldn't be. That should be your um, manager's, like, number one job, right? Yes. And I know that I wasn't always great at that either. But that was during a time where I wasn't being supported. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing, is it it kind of comes from the top, you know? Yes, it just trickles down. Yeah. What is it when your cup is full full of positive feelings and support and whatever, then you have, you can tip your cup over to someone else below you. If your cup is empty, (laughs) there's nothing to give. give. Yeah. 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 And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about this time is really being able to reflect on all of that Mm -hmm. and then go into something new, knowing how I want to show up and how I want, to manage people and what I can do to be more supportive. So what feeds your soul? Being with all of these people, like friends and family who are not part of work, you know, music and going to see live music, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. getting outdoors. And then we talked about like making things, whether it's like a cake or making my yard more beautiful mm-hmm. or doing mm-hmm. something to my house that makes it look better. And Those are good yes. soul-filling yes. activities. What about you? Oh my gosh, yeah. All of those. And right now I would add, well, I guess you kind of said creating. But for me, it's like less about creating things with my hands and more about creating things with my mind. Like I find the podcast mm-hmm. really satisfying. And reading. Yeah. That's been one of the best things about this time off. All the reading. How much I've been reading. I want to leave you with some positivity by telling you about Hipline, a judgment-free, women-of-color-owned dance studio in Oakland. It kept me going through phase one. Here's Annie and I. So you know I love Hipline. Yes. They have one called Power Pop, which is about strength training, less than cardio, and you have bands and balls and kind of all these things. And then I also went to one with my friend Julie, and it was like a ton of people, and it was 
so crazy empowering. I feel like you would have loved it. Tell me more. They played Alanis Morissette. Yes. Okay, what is the song that she sings about Dave Coulier? You ought to know. <laughs> yes. You ought to know. You, you, you ought to know. Okay, so here's the thing. We all sang that song. Stop it. We did. And we punched and we kicked and the whole thing. Even the go down on you in a, a theater. theater. Yes. We sang the lyrics and worked out. And it was literally the most empowering experience of my life. That is literally exactly how I need all fitness to be. 100%. When you first described it, it sounded like some new agey bullshit where you're going to be twirling around with scarves. There's no scarves. There's only punching and also Lizzo. You know, some they're they're all at different musics, like depending on what instructor you get. Mm-hmm. So some of them are like more Latin fusion, which is fun, but like not necessarily my thing. My body doesn't move that way. Correct. No. <laughs> so I I need some like good hip hop with a good beat, sure. and a little Alanis, and like some anger, some female anger. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like you're working out. It just feels like you're raging. You're raging. Yeah. Exactly. It's so cathartic. So if you're also on fun employment, know that you're not alone. And if you have a friend who is unemployed, please treat them with kindness and patience as it's possible that they're struggling with big questions of identity and personal value. And lastly, if you listen to this and thought, damn, these ladies are spoiled and need to suck it up. I recognize the truth in that, and believe me, that idea is part of phase two self-discovery. Once we emerge from this haze, I'll give you a part two with an update on our job search progress. And wherever you are in your career or work-life journey, keep at it. Change is hard, and if you need to, dance it out. This episode has a lot of music. Trapline by CDK, On the Beach by Pit X, Reverie by Ghost, and by Airtone, Midwinter, Recreation, and Renovation. Lastly, by Jeff Speed, The Vendetta. Vendetta.